right, welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. And today we start out with a conversation because both Victor and I have very different personalities. He's an extrovert, I'm an introvert, and I was reflecting on what this whole pandemic has meant for people just like Victor. And then, things that you can say on this podcast, but not to your parishioners. And my goodness, we talk a little bit about the experience that I've had with the online services that are coming to an end now, and... The things that I've learned and the skills that I picked up in this quarantine, and it's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. As is turning in papers last minute in college. And then we go ahead and talk about some of the management meetings that I've had since working at a new store, which has been amazing because we get free food and about an hour every week just to hang out and talk and catch up and talk a little bit of business. But what's also great is the movie theater. Not so much these days, but we talk a little bit about what it was like growing up back in the day, not really knowing where you're going to sit. Is the movie theater sold out? Is it not? And just kind of where we're at today, which definitely sucks. So with that being said, episode number 133 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> But every once, every once in a while, it's just like, I'll, I'll, every once in a while, it just does not look good. I don't know what happens, and I just get, I cut my my whole face up. See, that's why I use, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming you use, like, a, a real man's razor or something. Or do you use the, like, Gillette, Gillette? No, well, the real man, the real man's razor is just the straight edge. Yes. That is a fucking death trap. I use, (laughs) it's still considered a safety razor, but it's the old school safety razor that's got, where you put it in and then you screw the bottom and the flaps on top close or open. Oh, interesting. Wow. It has been a long time since I've seen one of those. I use those because they're. I like it better because I like that it's a single blade, and I feel like I get a closer shave than if I were to use the that Gillette bullshit or whatever that they sell for you know twenty bucks a pop, and um, and I just like that. I like them better. It's cheaper. I get. I can buy. I bought on Amazon. I don't even know. Uh, 20 or 30 blades of different different types, different okay. manufacturers for like $12. Wow. And a five pack of the bullshit that you see at CVS and Walgreens is like, what, 45 or 50 bucks? It's almost. insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And um, those, things only, those things only last a few, like, I mean, depending on how thick your facial hair is or how often you shave, like, they don't last that long. These ones last... A lot longer but they're weight you have to use it differently it's weighted which is really nice interesting so when i first started using it i was kind of scared but now i get it i got it down but every once in a while i mean you just i just cut myself <laughs> <laughs> see now that i don't now that i don't clean shave anymore and i've had this beard for like three or four years i think um so I just I just get around the edge or whatever, and yeah. I I've been using the same razor for probably about six to eight months. Okay, <laughs> I just yeah, you're just doing I mean, little spaces here and there. You don't need you don't need to replace it. But I do remember back in seminary and stuff when I was clean shaven that it was just a pain in the ass once the razor started getting dull because you'd have like stubble. It would Dude, it clean shave sucks when you can feel the hair like when you can feel that the hair doesn't cut or only gets cut halfway and it pulls like, oh man shit. i there's know one dude there's this one dude in college freshman year who lived in my hall and i go to the bathroom to, to shave one time and i see him shaving and i'm like bro you don't want any like shaving cream and he's like what i'm like do you want any shaving cream or like you are you like what and he's like, oh, no, I don't use shaving cream. Uh, do you, like, wet your face? Do you at least, like, lubricate your skin somehow with maybe soap? Even if it's just, like, hand soap? No, he's like, no, I just throw some water on my face. It's like, uh, all right, well, I guess if that works for you, that would never work for me. That, that just sounds okay. painful, dude. That's that's not pleasant. That cannot be a good feeling. Well, I know for I don't know. For me, I never, I don't, I used, um, 
the uh, what do you call it the the Barbasol or whatever just for maybe but I only use that for the first couple of years that I started shaving like on a daily basis and then a after then it just right after the shower skins the hair's wet enough skins moist so just did it straight up there but yeah no I used to use Barbasol um, definitely made it I a little bit Barbasol. easier I know <laughs> I use Barbas I use Barbasol I use Barbasol for two reasons. One, it's inexpensive. Two, it gets the job done. Three, Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember that moment. That, that was the that primary, is why. That's really the thing. primary reason why I use it. Coolest little Jurassic Park little device yeah. there, where they're able to mm -hmm. stick in the dino DNA, Keep the embryos. Yeah, or the uh, yeah, uh, the uh, embryos. Uh, yep, <laughs> that's hilarious. But I also don't like the uh, the bigger companies that make the shaving cream where it's like the gel and then you have to rub it your hands into the foam it's like i'm not trying to do that extra step just i just want it on my hand straight to the face i'm not trying to like rub it to get it to turn into foam from gel you know uh, now you now know. that you mention it i did actually i did transition to that um from barbasol to that that gel stuff there's so much more stuff in like a canister it last it lasted me probably three times as long as a can of Barbasol. Because you just go in there, yeah. and you just need a little bit, rub it together, got some foam. I liked it, and it was cheaper, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But so what were you saying yesterday? You were saying how, um, you were like, remind me, uh, I feel I feel the pain for all the extroverts out there who are suffering in quarantine, or what was it you said? Yeah. Something like that? Dude. And how did you come about that conclusion? Well, it was interesting because, so, with the <laughs> with the church out east, you've got um, Nicole and Joe, who, really, they haven't, I don't think they've physically seen each other in two plus months now, ever since the quarantine hit. And what I have been getting, I'm getting kind of two different opinions out there. You've got someone like Nicole, who's more of an introvert like myself. And she, you know, she's obviously, uh, it's more just internal stuff, like what's what's my calling in life, still relatively young, kind of figuring out what the next steps in life are, this kind of throws a hitch into it. Uh, and then you've got someone like Joe, who, I mean, more often than not, is, uh, is just moping around and not necessarily in a bad mood, and you can't see it during the services, but him and I will text, you know, every, every day, every other day, something like that, uh, or he'll be texting Nicole, and Nicole said something where he was trying to get her to come to the ma the chapel mass that he had this past Sunday. And she's like, we're still in lockdown. I mean, like, but he, he just kept trying to find different ways for her to like be physically present, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I realized to myself, Oh, okay. Cause I, at first I thought it was just him kind of moaning and complaining and stuff like that. Just, you know, he wants to give people communion. He wants to be physically, because he just loves doing that. But then I realized he's an extrovert. He loves being around people. He gets energy from human interaction. And it's like he hasn't been able to do that. He's been stuck in the home with his um, disabled sister, taking care of her. And that's pretty much the only human contact that he's had for almost two months. He does the live streams, but the being physically present with other people is something that he's he was a cop first then he was a teacher and now he's a priest so he's always like he gets so much energy from being around people and to go two months basically without external human interaction mm -hmm. has got to be and i was like oh man i didn't even think about that because we're talking a lot of times about how angry people are at the stores and stuff like that if everyone's kind of stuck inside and those people who are extroverts aren't getting energy out there imagine the frustration that's kind of building up over time where suddenly they're going out and what's part of human interaction showing your face to people being you know being physically um having no physical barriers and so i think there there's just this craving from a lot and i don't think it's everyone but i i think a lot of extroverts are really struggling right now and i was like oh man i never actually thought about that because the introvert that i am I've been loving this. This is this is not a problem for me whatsoever. Um, so I don't know. You're you're you kind of fall in the middle ground. I feel like you're. Dude, this fucking sucks. I hate it. You're more of an extrovert. I fucking though. can't stand this. Yeah. Yeah. It's so boring because 
it's just like uh, it's it is frustrating that like you can't just I mean you can go outside and walk around and everything but the you the idea that you can't go anywhere like meet with people does really suck yeah whereas I'm like like I I now don't have to come up with excuses not to go and hang out with people <laughs> it's great yeah I mean it not and not I'm not talking necessarily like going out and like hanging out with people it's just going about your day and having people around you you right. know mm-hmm. yeah which i can take, take it or leave it but it's like yeah there's like i mean it's different for me because people can try and feel normal like by going to the grocery store like i don't want to fucking go to the grocery store i work in one like, I don't want to be there any more than I have to. So when I go shopping at a store that I don't work at where people don't recognize me, it's still, like, whatever. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, but, yeah, it definitely sucks. I don't really know what to say other than that. And it's a fucking huge inconvenience to my life. Well, and you figure, too, we were talking the other day about the all the people at the beach, like, not social distancing, not wearing masks and stuff like that. Guarantee you, right. ninety ninety five percent of them are extroverts, <laughs> and they have needed oh, this so bad. Where for sure, whereas I'm just like my first attitude was, wow, they're fucking stupid. Like these are these are really dumb morons um, doing this. Yeah. But then it's like, well, they probably have been going through their own little time purgatory or hell or whatever you want to you know view it. And yeah. now they're given the opportunity to be social again, and they're gonna they're gonna take that first chance they get, even if it puts their own health uh, at risk because i'm sure their their health their mental health has probably been struggling so they need they need to find some way to yeah. ba- balance that experience so it's interesting definitely that's why i think too about my sister it is the, what you were thinking too about what my sister being the extrovert that she is and wa- wanting to go to the gym and stuff like that um that once the lockdowns lifted in illinois that's probably gonna be one of the first things that she does is go out and be around people (laughs) but she's she's working too so it's a little easier for her but um her boyfriend also as i understand it is an extrovert and he's he's more of the pain when it wants to wanting to go out and socially interact with other people but anyway you were gonna say i was gonna say the thing that sucks most is the thing that sucks most is the fact that when all of this started, everything got shut down, right? Everything is put on hold. Fine, whatever, okay, I can hang out in my apartment and, you know, I, we can, I can, I don't think, well, people eventually could be, could walk around and you weren't really supposed to go anywhere, but now fucking traffic is like getting back up to normal slowly. Oh no! So it's like, well, this is great. Because now when I have to go to work or something, I'm in traffic, but I still can't go to a bar. So it's like, great, give me the worst of it, but don't give me anything good in return. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's your, it's your vegetables only. Yeah, and this is like, what the fuck? This sucks. And I'm going down La Brea to the 10, which is like, you can't, like, if you can drive more than two stoplights without running into a red light it's like a fucking miracle so the fact it's like every everything that happens like you start driving every single stoplight you're like you're you you get the green light from where you are and you're going up to the next stoplight and then you have to stop or you get past that stoplight and then the next stoplight you have to stop it's just like doesn't it's just stop go stop go stop go not to mention you have a bunch of fucking idiots driving around now who like (laughs) all right bro the the, the light is green. This is where you hit the gas, all right? No, it is completely unnecessary to come to a near full stop before making a turn. What the fuck are you doing? Like, everyone's just a fucking idiot. Do you think, so that's do, where I'm at. Do you think uh, drivers in Chicago or L.A. are worse? Well, I don't know. I didn't really drive. Uh... See, in my opinion... It's, like, different because L.A. is so spread out. And in Chicago, the it felt like... It felt like people had somewhere to be. Like, they like they were driving with a purpose. Right, out in the yeah. Suburbs, pe- out in the suburbs and out here in L.A., people are just fucking lollygagging. Like, 
taking their sweet time. Like, drive like you know what you're fucking doing. <laughs> drive like you didn't get your driver's license from Walmart, you know? Yeah. See? That, yeah, so... I always thought, because I, you know, spending time out on the East Coast, and then Chicago, and then down South for a little bit, um, it's very interesting, the different, because Chicago drivers are just kind of assholes, like, when you're towards the city, um, very, very dangerous driving styles, I want to say, and then in in the South, they just don't know how to drive, and so <laughs> you've got people who just either go too fast, too slow, whatever, but that that's because they don't take driver's ed, or something to that extent so uh and then they learn how to drive a car on their tractor or some shit like that bro yeah they, they <laughs> seriously that's like their driver's ed okay go ride this horse yeah. okay now you know here's the keys yeah, to the car. You, yeah now there's you know same and, thing and then the on the east coast uh people just don't get their driver's license they just never drive yeah. there are some some people who have never gotten behind the steering wheel <laughs> which is crazy to think about i, I don't know people people born live and die out in the new york metropolitan area never having driven a car once in their life it's crazy <laughs> that is pretty wild i mean i guess you just don't have a need for it no nope. public transportation everything's relatively accessible to get to without needing a car and if anything having a car is more of a pain in the ass than it is uh just taking public transportation. Although I did yeah, I see right. bike bike sales are up now um, on the East Coast because no one wants to take public transportation anymore. So now all these bike manufacturers are running out of stock or running low on stock just because everyone's buying bikes. Did you have a bike when you were in New York? Or no? No, I never. I I had a bike, but I never brought it from Chicago. Um, just I don't think that I would ever feel comfortable riding a bike in the city i mean yeah it's dangerous yeah i knew a couple of classmates though that that's how they got to and from seminary there was a uh, one classmate actually who was fined by a police officer because he was not riding in the street or something like that he was riding on the sidewalk mm -hmm. so a cop pulled him over and gave him a citation um but he was from he was from like georgia or something like that so he had no idea that that was an actual rule. <laughs> so when yeah. uh, when he gave him the license, I think he got away with just a warning or something. But at, uh, yeah, there's a lot of rules, uh, like pedestrian rules out in New York City that you don't realize until a cop gives you a ticket for it. It's crazy. I never had to deal um, with that. But. There were these guys that I used to work with when I was living in Chicago that would bike to work every day. And it was like rain or shine, you know, and... They would just, every single day, and it's like, bro, it's 7.30 in the morning, and it's already 85 degrees, oh, and you're God. coming into, you're coming into work sweating because you rode your bike. Dude, what are you doing to yourself? Or, or the opposite, where it's, uh, yeah, Jake, are you aware that it is snowing right now? And there's an inch of snow on the ground. Oh, you're still going to bike to work. Okay. All right. Yeah, just make sure you got your reflectors on. You know, maybe wear a safety vest. Uh, you okay. can do it tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> okay. So, to be fair, when I moved up to Minneapolis, before I had my car up there, I biked to work every day during the summer. And it was the most unpleasant experience ever but what i would just end up doing is that's uh, different yes that's different you don't want to do that you're doing that out of necessity right he's they're doing it because they're crazy oh okay so they have they have, <laughs> they, have they have a choice and they choose to go biking instead because as soon yeah, as you can take the l you know yeah as soon as they it, like it they like it that much to do i would never like something that much where i would be uncomfortable the rest of the day I can understand them biking to work in the snow more than I can in the heat of summer because you just get sweaty and you get so uncomfortable. Oh, man. Yeah. Those those were some of my least pleasant experiences because as soon as I got a car, I just stopped riding my bike. I, I never rode my bike again to work. But uh, during that period, yeah, I just show up just drenched in sweat. Uh, luckily, they had a shower there, so I, I would be – I don't think anybody – during the time that I worked there for about a year, I don't think anybody else ever used the shower. I think I'm the only one who ever used that shower before. <laughs> but, they just had one shower, or they have, like, a locker room with several showers? Nope. One shower. It's, uh, 
Yeah, no, no, no toilet or anything like that. It's just a, a shower room. I think there actually were some lockers in there, um, just a, a wall of like five or six lockers. But yeah, so, I don't know. So like, oh, so there was a wall. So, wait, it was it was literally weird. it was literally just the shower and then a, a couple of lockers, um, and and that was it. And I think there was a chair in there as well, uh, just a tile room, and a uh, chair. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They're probably thinking, all right, what should we do next? Oh, let's add a shower. You know, no, we don't need a shower. Well, you never know. Someone might not have a car. They might want a bike to work. Hey, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah. Although I did hear stories because I, I did ask somebody that question. I'm like, does anyone ever use the shower? And it's like, oh, yeah, in the past we had a couple people during their lunch or whatever. They'd go out and exercise or run or something like that and then come back and uh, just take a shower afterwards. But not while I was there. I don't think I saw anybody who ever did that. But yeah. yeah, I was grateful for that because <laughs> it would have it would have been Speaking a very of what you're what you're grateful for. I'm grateful for, uh, dude. So ever since I started working at this new store, because they have man they have the manager meeting with all the department heads every Tuesday, and in West Hollywood, I was just never scheduled to work during the day or if I was like sometimes I would be there but most of the time I wouldn't because the store manager would just be berating the department heads oh, about lack of sales and all this other bullshit and um but this time they we every I'm there every Tuesday for the manager meeting and bro we have a feast every week on Tuesday seriously and it's great dude it's awesome and it's just an an hour just to sit there and eat and like just hang out almost and we had tacos on uh this last Tuesday oh my, oh my goodness dude fucking delicious this girl Caitlin that works in bakery she'll like prep the uh because a lot of time we just will eat food that we sell but it gets prepped in the deli and so uh and it's just no more than, it's really no more than maybe like, I don't know, seven or eight people, you mm -hmm. know? And so, I mean, my goodness, the mango salsa that she made and then this other salsa was just like this finely, it was, it was borderline between, um, it was minced actually, like minced onion oh, was a separate man. thing. And it was, and then we had, uh, shrimp, like these kind of bigger portions of shrimp and then steak and oh my and then god so actually we didn't necessarily have actual corn corn or flour tortillas for tacos we just ha had all that stuff and chips but man it was still delicious the week before we had pizza which was okay not the best pizza i've had i only had a couple slices the week before that was something else that was immaculate so i'm really looking forward to tuesday it's like this is great i'm so happy Everything about the new store is awesome, with the exception of having to drive there. But man, dude, Tuesdays, those wow. are my days, bro. So is this the manager then who uh, decided to do this? Like that? Just... This is so they do this. They do this across the board in all of the stores. Okay. Right, and um, they have a meeting for the the man the the what they call the core four, which is like the four managers of the store and then the department heads and so they do that and i think at west hollywood if i remember correctly because i would sometimes work on tuesdays and i don't think we had food every time on tuesday it was like just sometimes and every once in a while it would be like cookies and what it would be something like shitty like just something menial cookies or chips or what at like snack food kind of yeah or right. olives not an actual straight up meal like these are straight up meals that we're getting wow and, wow amazing man that's gonna make your uh your decision as to whether or not once uh traffic hits its full thing if you'll end up staying there i feel like that's a pretty... no the decision's already made i'm not dealing with that bullshit when it takes me 45 minutes okay I'm just gonna not work there so in enjoy the tuesday meals while you still have the opportunity to yeah that'll yeah i don't know when i thought there was a stay-at-home order through the end of july but then i was reading an article yesterday about trying to have things reopened by 
the 4th of July. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's it's going in phases. I think that they're opening up, because I know that's what Illinois is doing. There's like a five-step program where they're going to open up sep- uh, different industries as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they're talking about what, whenever July is going to be the full open. Yeah. Every, everything's back back open, restaurants and bars and stuff like that. We'll see how that goes. Cause, uh, for some of them, it will be open with only like fifty percent capacity or something. Right. Yeah. There's going to be new like social that, distancing in place. Yeah, I think that's going to continue till there's a vaccine. But um, everything should, in theory, be open by then. That's just so but crazy. Dude, nothing. Nobody will ever know. I mean, especially because once this, well, particularly because once uh, several years ago, when they started renovating uh, movie theaters and it became the new norm to go to a movie theater with the giant ass chairs and you can hit the button and someone will take your order for food. Yes. I love those AMCs. Yep. So in conjunction with that and the pandemic, dude, I think the magic of the movie theater has is slow is, is done. I, I don't think anyone will ever, will ever have that feeling where, wow, this movie is coming out. On this day, I can't wait to go. We go, and then... So there's that element of just seeing a movie in a theater. But also, I really enjoyed... And sometimes it was a pain in the ass when you walk in the theater and you're like, oh shit, there's a ton of people here. Okay, guys, we might have to split up. Do you see four seats together? No? Okay, there's one, there's one, there's two. Go, 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 go. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, they've redesigned. They've redesigned all the theaters, other than like the Glen or, or smaller theaters like that. But all the AMC's in the yeah. area now do the um, the cushy chairs. You get your seats yeah. assigned ahead of time. Get food delivered to you. Beer, alcohol, all sorts of uh, different yeah. types of food. Uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. But just thinking about it with the whole movie thing, I think you're totally right. I think that yeah. Aven- Avengers Endgame will forever for the rest of humankind will be the highest grossing movie i don't think there's ever going to be an opportunity for a movie to bring the globe together in a way like that anymore i think it's it's done and then um and then uh what was the other thing about a theater there's only there's one in the valley that i found that was that was has cheap tickets and when you walk in i like the feeling of when i walk into the theater my first priority is all right where do i sit I don't like the assigned seating. You don't? I don't give a shit about that. No. See, I'm I mean, that, I'm that way with uh, with air, airplanes. So like Southwest, I love the fact that it's yeah, I basically know. just I going into. I fucking hate Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. You that is uh, that's so weird to me. I don't understand. Cheap tickets, you get to choose your seat. Uh, cheap, cheap, cheap. That's, when it comes to flying, comes. I just need to be taken care of. I need to have a larger seat. I need to. I like the drink before takeoff. Right. I don't want to have to think about where I'm going to be sitting, you know. Yeah. But different strokes for different folks. But yeah, going back to the movie theater thing, for sure, I, things aren't going to be the same. But I don't know, man. I also, when I've gone to see movies, I go at odd times. I always see a matinee. So when I go there, there's like no one in the theater anyway. Yes, totally. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah, there was a, it was interesting because there was a report kind of switching gears that just came out that was saying is that if we had started social distancing like one week earlier then we would have cut down the deaths by something like 55% so we'd have 30,000 less deaths mm-hmm. and if we did it two weeks earlier it would have cut it down by 85% so we would only have you know a couple thousand deaths it's crazy um, I mean I don't understand in my brain it makes sense that that you should just take precautions before you start seeing the consequences. Like, I'm, I don't know. It was pretty obvious when you see the information coming out of China and then you see different things happening in the globe. Like, it's, it's pretty common knowledge to know that something like that could spread at lightning speed because of how often and people travel and the number of people that travel, you know? I just remember... Because, I mean, two weeks before Illinois went into lockdown, I know I wasn't concerned. I thought it was going to be out on the on, on the coasts, New York and California, we're going to get the brunt of it. I, I didn't really expect it to sweep the, the country the way that it did. So, And especially when it was but in China. But then again, hindsight is twenty twenty. So had there been a lockdown two weeks prior to when it actually happened, me personally, I probably would have been like, well, what the fuck, you know? 
Oh, but totally. Yeah, I probably would have thought you that. You live that and you learn. Overreacting, but yeah, yeah. Now, now our our glorious uh, commander in chief, his uh, re-election strategy is to say that people didn't actually die during the coronavirus, or only half the people who died actually did. <laughs> so it's like, I know, I've it's seen so some weird. I've seen some how of the political articles. it's getting. It's just insane to me that it's like human life here, and you've got basically an entire political party that's not gonna take it seriously or try to what's more insane is that there's everyday people who still find him to be the the you know the what what is it the second coming of christ like who will follow him off the light off the edge of a cliff who who still thinks he is the greatest and will be the greatest president to ever hold office and it's just Bro, shaking my head, it, man. It is scary. Shaking my head. The uh, <laughs> that thing with the hydroxychloroquine, the oh yeah, I read a little bit about that. That there is scientific. First of all, it has another medical use, and there are people who actually need it. Um, I forget what what it is that uh, that patients use it for, but it is it is being mm-hmm. used. And now they have to ration these people who normally take hydroxychloroquine for their other condition now have to ration it because all, all of Trump's supporters are going out and buying it from, from the stores and pharmacies and stuff like that. And they say for individuals who don't have that particular condition and are in that high-risk category, it could kill them. And now you got the president saying that he's taking it. He's in a high-risk category himself. And I don't know whether or not he's actually taking it. I think people were saying that he was just doing that to try and bump up the stock prices. Because I think it's that he has a friend in the hydroxychloroquine business. So he's he's trying to promote that. And he's got a, a financial interest in getting people to try and purchase more of it. It's like, people don't... Dude, speaking of... Uh, yeah. No, I get it. I for sure. Uh, but, dude, speaking of uh, prescription drugs and over-the-counter <laughs> stuff... Uh-huh. Bro, you gotta. I watched. I watched uh, last night on Netflix, Dallas Buyers Club. Have you seen that? I've never heard no, of it. You don't watch movies that often, dude. Oh my gosh, one of the most, one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. It's Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto. They won Oscars. It came out like six years ago, dude. You gotta watch it. It's called it's on Netflix. Dallas Buyers Club. It's called, yeah. Watch Dallas Buyers Club. Sounds like a reality television show. Nope. It is anything but. You gotta check it out, man. Okay. You will love that movie. Watch it for family movie night. You can watch it for family movie night. Right, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to yeah. a 1955 no, Alfred Hitchcock. No, it, do it. It's good. And uh, as is uh, another one that's on Netflix that I saw, I don't know if I saw it in theaters or not, was Hell or High Water. I think that, that was another one that was nominated for Oscars. Okay. But, yeah, that's a good idea. Family, family. So you think that uh, that my mom would appreciate a movie like that? I know she likes Matthew what McConaughey, of, but... What type of movies are your parents into? Uh, my dad likes action, sci-fi, fantasy, like very similar to my brother and myself. My mom has a very uh, different taste. She likes... Uh, she doesn't really watch movies too much. She likes older stuff, though. Okay older stuff like a period piece or just films that were made like films that are old or any black, film that black, takes place black and white like black and white movies oh she uh, likes that stuff. Is, okay. is her preference well i don't want to tell you too much about it but it's based on a true story and it takes place in the 80s okay interesting then yeah that uh, how violent is it is it is it a violent movie no it's not violent okay no because that's probably the, the i mean the, there's uh, a scene i mean there's like there's there's a scene where the the guy gets punched in the face, but like that's it. There's mm-hmm. not anything other than that. Okay. And but my to tell you a little bit about like my mom, like my it's very strange because my mother she is not a fan of movies that are violent. Yeah like extreme that are extreme one way or another and you know um but that she completely disregards that if she's watching something that she knows is based on a true story interesting my mom is about anything anything based on a true story she's all about if there's any type of film that has elements of something that she doesn't like uh-huh. She won't watch it or she's not into it. But if those elements are channeled through 
you know, based on true events, she's all about it. Mm, she's fascinated that, by things that are that were real or influenced by things that were real. Well, now that you're mentioning that, my mom's uh, she loves uh, animated movies, like Disney animated movies, but she okay. she hates she hates. Uh, I also hate stupid comedies as well, but uh, she, yeah, those. It's it's either a period piece movie that we'll watch, or it'll be a cartoon animated movie because that's really the only stuff. Well, that you she guys likes can watch. watch Gone with the Wind. I think it's in color, but it's like four and a half oh, hours long. Uh, yeah, seriously, <laughs> don't even say that. She listens to this podcast, so I don't want I don't want to give her any ideas. I have no desire to watch Gone with the Wind. I, I saw it once many many years ago, decades ago, and that was enough. <laughs> I, I do not need to see that I anymore. Was, I saw, uh, have you ever seen The Great Escape? I've heard of Steve it. Steve McQueen. Um, so, no. The Great Escape with Steve McQueen is about these guys in a Nazi, Nazi uh, concentration camp, and they try to escape. The only thing is, bro, this movie's like three and a half hours long. For, um, I think it's almost four hours. And I only watched it one time. I will only watch it one time because I watched it when I got picked up from like this bus stop in Colorado to go to someone's house for one night before we went to the Cub Scout camp or Boy Scout camp to like help with help with that. And so I'm with someone I didn't really know that well. I was just it was a time killer, which is fine. But my goodness, and it's great, but it's it's like wow. There there are certain know, movies that don't three and a half and four hours long. Yeah, but... yeah, that that really that pushes it because what uh, Avengers Endgame was like two and a half hours, I think something like that. And that was kind of, that had a lot going on in there. But then you've got movies that are just, like, Gone with the Wind. It's a single plot. You know, you've got five or six characters, and it just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Um, yeah. But. But I guess someone told me that the reason why some of those older movies are so freaking long is because not only was cinema like a new it was a new thing but also it was a great way to just you know kill some time during the day back in the back in the day it's a lot it's a lot faster we live in a very fast-paced world and back then it was like oh well let's just oh this is four or five hours long that'll be a good time killer so let's just watch that well and what was it that's what i was told yeah well what was it back during uh, was it world war ii or maybe maybe during any war that we had in in the past but i think world war ii was the big one where they had the double features and stuff like that and so um at the intermission they give the buy bonds buy u.s bonds with that patriotic music and stuff. oh really our our boys on the our boys on the front line our protecting our freedom yeah make sure you're an american patriot and buy some bonds propaganda right yeah well, you know what? Uh, just kind of a mini tangent on that. I, I, what, you were going to say something. What are you going to say? A mini tangent or a mini rant? No, just a tangent. Uh, just a, another thing that no, kind of continue. crossed my mind. Well, okay. Keep so, it going. Bro, when... They... The water is simmering. simmering. I want to see it yeah. boil. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I just I find it fascinating that... When is the last time that Americans as a whole or the globe as a whole had to sacrifice something, like, on a monumental scale, on a global scale? It's like World War II was the last time that people actually had to, you know, rationing. You had the Great Depression. People had to make sacrifices. And it was it was a communal experience, but everyone kind of pulled together and supported one another. Mm-hmm. And we got through a really rough time, but people were making significant sacrifices. And they did it relatively without complaint. I mean, people people were happy to be patriots, whereas I'm looking at this global pandemic that we're having right now. It's like, how how spoiled are we these days? That like, when's the last time that a person and a community and a country had to make the sort of sacrifices that we all have to make right now? Oh, okay. And people are bitching and yeah. moaning about it. And it's like, just look at World War II. People sucked it up and got through it. Like, make those sacrifices. It's not permanent, and it's going to be better if we all just contribute. Like it was in World War Two, and I'm I just ask yeah. myself why in the world is it that we are just such an entitled, spoiled uh, community of fat Americans? I don't know. Anyway, that's my, that's my mini rant. I, I, I just <laughs> I don't know. It's something that crossed my mind. It's just really frustrating. It's like 
I have no problem with sacrifice. I, I'll, I'll do the minimalist living and avoid social interactions. I'll suck it up. I know it's not permanent, but it's going to keep people from dying, so why the fuck not? And these days it's like, no, I don't want to make a sacrifice. I can't go to the beach. This is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Yeah, for sure. I get what you're saying. But at the same time, I mean, this is kind. This is unrelated to the to the pandemic, but kind of related in terms of when the government tells you to do something. Mm. So, like back in the day when they're telling you, you know, collect collect cans so that we can make airplanes, or in the fifties when it's like. Yo, there's a bomb going off. Just hide under your desk. That's oh my god! Doesn't. Like that's just <laughs> yes, that's right. That's just give New- give. That's just give the people something to do to feel safe. Right. And in reality, that doesn't do shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I, I I still find that one of the most amusing things. Like I saw this. I saw this woman the other day. <laughs> I see it sometimes when I'm driving my car. I'm like, bitch, why are you wearing a mask in your car? I know. You know you're in your car. I know. You don't need that. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just thinking about how crazy it is. Yeah, in, in in an event of a nuclear attack, everyone get under your desk. That'll that'll protect you. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's not How do I say this? It's something. Not it's it's not nothing. People just need to stop and think before they just swallow instructions given to them. You know what I'm saying? Bro, yeah. But we live in such Like, stop and think ignorant. of it. Like, obviously wearing the mask, I'm, you know, aside from the corona thing, like, obviously wearing masks is going to help prevent the spread of the disease. But I'm just using that as an example. Like, people are going all out wearing masks and gloves in their car. It's like, bro, you don't need, like, you're by yourself in your own car. What are you doing? You don't need to wear a mask. See, and this is where, I mean, I don't want to say that Americans are stupid. We just don't know how to critically think. And it's like, for me, if there's ever a politician... Democrat, Republican, Independent, whose ed- purpose is re-education kind of thing, not teaching people facts and statistics and stuff like that. We have the internet now. We can look up any anything. Uh, it's to how, how to process that information and how to critically think about things like that. You don't need to wear a mask in your car. That person was not critically thinking, and that's pretty representative of the culture that we live in. People know things, but they don't know how to process that information, which is why we're getting all these alternative realities and my facts and your facts and, you know, believe what you want to believe because there's going to be something out there that supports you, conspiracy theorists, et cetera, et cetera. It just, people don't know how to think properly. It's, it's the most um, people are frustrating so thing. Stupid. People are fucking stupid. And I wonder, is it, if it's because, like, do you think it's because of their environment, whether it's how they learn to process things by their fam- the people that they live with or the education system? Or do you think people are just predisposed to just being a fucking idiot? Uh, well, I obviously think that people are naturally predisposed to being idiots, but I don't think that's the main yeah. cause. I do think it's the education system, man. We didn't develop. It's like, yeah, it's like going back to the, the Hollywood movie stuff. You got all these studios that are freaking out because they don't know what the future is going to hold. Innovate, change, meet the times. And that's what the education system has failed to do, is that we're still living back in the 70s where it's not the, we're not living in the same environment right now. We have Wikipedia. We have online search engines. We, can, yeah. we, can, we don't need to memorize facts and statistics. We have that at our fin- fingertips. Everyone has access yes. to all the yeah. information in the world. We don't need to be memorizing that stuff. What we need to do right. is to learn how to determine what is good and bad information and how to utilize that in our own particular circumstances and that's what our education system just doesn't do these days and that's i don't know that, that was always something too like i know a lot of people in college I, you were you weren't so much this but you you weren't like a hardcore studier or you know one of those bookworms right i was when my assignment was due in 48 to you know that's my point exactly <laughs> that's <what I> was... <laughs> exactly and it was like, like oh yeah. shit this thing is doing a day and a half i gotta get my ass to the library but how valuable Wait, let me hit this beer bong first yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> how valuable was the information that you got from college though like the... but here's the thing though here's the thing though this is my personal experience i still found it to be extremely valuable because what i learned was to quickly um 
you know, re- like go through two or three books in, you know, over the course of, you know, 10 or 12 hours one day and 10 or 12 hours another day, uh-huh. just, skim th- just skim through the books, circle, highlight, write down page numbers of the things that were important so I could disseminate between what I need and what I don't need. And then I could, and then write my paper. And because I'm obviously not going to plagiarize, but if I found a certain paragraph or a sentence that sounded really, really great, I would find a way to say it in my own words. And so I would take two or three sentences, or I'd take a paragraph, turn it into my own words in, you know, two sentences. Or what I would do is I would take the opposite, take one or two sentences figure out a way to make it longer, you know, mm-hmm. to meet that, you know, 10 page minimum. Yeah. And right. so that's what I found very valuable was in that, in that short amount of time, I could complete the assignment and get a passing grade. Yeah, I would get, and these are all what I'm talking <laughs> about, all my, my, uh, my history classes. Right. Yeah. And my English classes, anything that had to do with books and writing papers. So English and history. And, uh, but everything else that I did, like any electives that I had to take, uh, like geology or math or whatever other bullshit that I wasn't into, um, that's a little bit different. But that is a skill that I they didn't teach developed you. and will have forever. And they don't teach you how they to do that. They don't teach you that. Figure exactly. out on my own because you can't plagiarize the book, and the assignments due in fucking three days. And you have to write fifteen or twenty pages. See, and that's you know? that's my point is that exact that's exactly how you know, not how somebody should do it, but that's an effective way to go about doing something passable. And if the education system were to facilitate that a little easier, maybe you had a class on how to skim your books and get a paper in last minute. Um, that would be more valuable than you having to figure it out on your own because it's kind of trial and error. You make it work somehow Mm -hmm. but you're not really given any guidance as to how to how to do that and that's what i'm talking about in reorienting the way that we we get educated because no one remembers the details of the classes the 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 stuff that i got from college was how to critically think how to take a bunch of different sources and put it together and like you said rephrase really good ideas that you read and really good concepts that kind of support your your theory and reframe it in in your own words and old context but I never, there was never a class on how to do that. It was all on my own. But I'll also say too, I figured out how to do it because I, it was a pain in the ass sometimes that like, that was my thing. I enjoyed reading and writing. But so what am I saying is like, if somebody had a different area of study, whether it's science or math or some other thing, like I'm sure even if they weren't taught how to properly do things you spend enough time you enjoy doing it you figure out how to make make it your own um and then there was something else i was going to add about that but i can't remember what it was (laughs) (laughs) about uh getting stuff in last minute oh oh, oh. no 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 in one the other thing that i really loved was i had this professor dr randy roberts and I had him for two classes. And what I loved about his classes was when he would be lecturing up on the board, I think he still had an overhead. He had a piece, you know, back in the day, because, you know, you take a piece of paper to cover what's on the overhead. Uh-huh. And then you slow it. And then when oh, you're ready man. to talk about it, you slowly creep it down. Yep. And what he did, he would, he would have, you know, four to five Roman numerals written down. And he was like, all right part number one of the lecture and it would just be one or two words it would be the theme mm-hmm. so he didn't have an outline of everything he was talking so you had to sit there and you had to listen to what he was saying and keep up with his lecture and write down what you thought was important and then he's and then he would go back and then he'd slide the paper down and then you know roman num- roman numeral number two that's the second theme of the lecture and same thing writing things down listening whereas in high school it was, you're just sitting there, the teacher's talking, you're waiting for them to pull the paper down on the overhead, and now you're just copying, copying the overhead and, without yeah. listening to what they're saying. Exactly, yeah. No, I had a, I even in, even in college, I had a couple classes like that, where there was just so much information that was like written on there, and basically they'd just be reading it verbatim, and so everyone is kind of just scrambling to literally yeah. write down when, I, you know, you could have handed out a, a handout, uh, 
sheet yes. of paper. Yeah. And that way people could actually listen to what you had to say. But no, everyone's spending – I think psychology class of all of all classes was like that where it just – it was slide after slide after slide of just so much information. And here he's trying to explain some of them and no one's listening. Everyone's just frantically writing for 45 mm-hmm. minutes and trying to get down as much information as they can. It's like a race to see how quickly <laughs> you can you can copy and paste uh, back in the old day. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks because because by doing homework because homework quizzes and tests give you something tangible to present to the administration. You know, it's something that can be quantified. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Whereas engagement and discussion and seeing a student's improvement in their cognitive ability to just think and contribute cannot be measured when you're when you have a conversation when it becomes you know, dialogue with students as opposed to having it black and white and having just something on paper. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's why I know a bunch of colleges and universities don't do the grading thing anymore. I think some high schools, actually, some, um, like, prestigious high schools don't have grades. And I know Union Theological Seminary was like that, where it's credit or no credit. You passed or you didn't. And that was it. Like, you got what you wanted out of it. You put in the effort that you wanted. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was up to you to, like, do it. Because I think that I think there was only over the course of my time there, I don't think that there was a single person who did not graduate who made it through the three years. I think every single person graduated, and uh, the only people who didn't were the ones who dropped out after one or two years. So every everyone graduated, uh, and it's one of those things where it some people got a lot out of it, other people were just doing it because they had no idea what to do next in their life, but. You know, yeah. you, you got you got. It was more. It was more about the the content of what you're learning and how to apply it to your own personal experience than it was trying to regurgitate a, a limitless amount of facts. Even though there were some courses like that, but they were always fun. What? No, I was just going to say it's kind of funny because I normally I've been trying to do this recently where I'll just uh, I'll write down as we're talking. And we, oh. the last episode, I'll write down ideas next time. And I'm looking at it right now because certain things that you say or that I say just spark an idea. It's like, oh, I'll bring this up later. And I literally have no idea what half the things that I wrote down is, what the context was. Uh, I've got introvert, extrovert, which, <laughs> which we talked about. We talked a little bit about. Um, but then I have reviews on Amazon, dumb or stupid. Then I had hatred equals wealth, e.g., <laughs> most most blacks equal terrorist cheating and getting views and ending online services crying <laughs> that's my list but wait stuff. <laughs> these are things that you just think of in your head because none of that sounds like anything we've discussed no right exactly because my ADD like my mind kind of goes in okay. a bunch of different ways I'm like oh this might be an interesting thing to talk about because when we're talking about it in the moment something tangent sparks my my mind and so I write it down but I have no idea what the context was for when when we were discussing these things or like why they popped Mm -hmm. into my head but yeah I was just like oh these are all I don't know aside from the introvert extrovert thing and that kind of came up because uh right because it it flowed with it but yeah I will say though on uh I've got one more, one more service, one more online service, and that was the last one too. Ending, ending the online services. That uh, last night actually, because I was getting getting ready to figure out what it is, the the theme of what I was going to talk about, and I was like, I started crying, and I have no idea what kind of came over me, but I think just, I don't know. For me, this quarantine has been a positive thing. Because I started doing ministry again on a regular basis for the first time in a long while. And it's like, wow, this has been such a powerful experience. And now we're ending the period of Easter. So there's like five more services left this, this coming week. And uh, I've got one, and that'll be it. I don't know the next time that I'm going to do an online service. So I. Uh... Why don't you just do it for fun? Well, that's what I was talking just about, do too. It. But basically, Joe has to coordinate it, and he's already just at his wits end trying to to do all of his ministry stuff and now that people are starting to get back into the world he's going to be doing some ground ministry as well and i'm trying to push them to do it once or twice a week where uh nicole myself or Mm -hmm. this other guy sean can step in and 
do a service every once in a while because, bro, hundreds and hundreds of views on these church services. It, it is wow. just the, it's the most phenomenal thing. I've more people have watched uh, my online services than ever watched me in an actual congregation when I was back at Downers Grove. It's it's really it, yeah it's crazy. Um, hundreds uh, every every single week. <laughs> It's the craziest how, thing. How, how fast do you think it would get back to you if you're doing one of these services and, and say, like, and, you know, if you enjoy this service, you know, I encourage you to listen to our, our podcast, you know, Police to Priest. And if you enjoy podcasts, <laughs> you know, check out, check out Stream of Thought. And then, boom, of, once you I say that, how fast, that. you'll get a phone call saying, like, what the hell is Stream the of hell? Thought? <laughs> Uh, what I'm more concerned about, because this is an explicit podcast, that I'm a very... Fuck this, fuck that, bitch, fuck ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when you did that for the YouTube video where you just listed off a, a string of swears and I just bleeped them all? You're like, bitch, fuck. Oh, did, I, <laughs> fuck. Don't, I don't remember that, but I believe Oh, it. that was one of the... It was, I forget. It was. I think it was one of the interviews that we were doing, but that was one of the funniest things. Cause I ble- <laughs> yeah. I ble- you did that for like seven words, and I bleeped every single one of them. There's a bleep, 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 bleep. But yeah, I like to... I Unfortunately, I feel like I've got to keep this separate because I am I am rated R on this podcast as opposed to being PG on my police to priest yeah. and online services. I do want to promote you it. You can't... But it's like you can't have your worlds collide. Which I mean, you it's, it's fun. you gotta keep them separate. <laughs> and the thing is, too, I'm I am very proud of what we're doing here, and I have no qualms about uh, people stumbling across it. But it's like I don't yeah. want to promote something necessarily myself because I mean right. I am who I, I am. Yeah. And so if people listen to me and get offended that I swear a lot on this podcast. You know, it is yeah. what it is. I'm I'm a human I'm a human being. <laughs> Fuck it, right? Yeah, I'm a human being. Don't listen. Yeah, I have those experiences. So if people want to see it, my responses when people get pissed off at the store, it's like, well, bro, shop at another grocery store. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Whatever. Right. You're doing me a favor if you go somewhere else. Yep. But yeah, it, I know what you're saying promoting versus just if someone's coming across it or promoting, but you don't want to promote it on a platform. Or to an audience that uh, probably wouldn't want to be listening to. Yeah, this. yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of very innocent Catholic. There's, there's a lot in, of innocent surpri- Catholics. Yeah, a, yeah, they would. Their their shock it, value would be through the roof if they if you tell them someone says, "Oh, honey, we should listen to this podcast, a different podcast that Rick's does." Oh, Father Rick's has another podcast. Yeah, let's uh, let's give it a listen. They. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking a. They'd, Fuck be clean, they'd be cleaning out their ears, you know. I, be... I literally could uh, envision heads exploding, like physically exploding. Mm-hmm. People keeling over from heart attacks. Oh man! It'd like be, in be... uh, like in Kingsman when they have the chip in the yes! head, and then at the end of the movie when they're all ex- their heads are exploding. That is exactly what it would look like. So. <laughs> All right, that's all I got. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss yeah. that. I'm gonna miss that. I'm glad. Uh, hopefully, we can continue to keep up the frequency of stream of thought. And uh, for sure, yeah, I know police to priest sure. is still gonna go on. But yeah, just being just showing my face on um, Facebook. I don't know. I <laughs> bro, I have learned a whole new skill during this quarantine. Extemporaneous What's pre- that? extemporaneous preaching. I I have always okay. I have always only used a manuscript to preach from before. And this is the first time. And because of you, I know extemporaneous means improvise. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. What was the word? What were you? Last time when, uh, when you were like, <laughs> you said something and you, uh, oh, do you know what that means? And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 no. <laughs> You're so pumped on the inside <laughs> to know that you fooled me. You fooled me, Rex. There, there always is a little but. bit of joy in that regard. Yeah, but yes, extemporaneous preaching. I've never done it before, and I have, I have gotten significantly better. It has been, yeah, very. very it's fun to go off the cuff and not have to think about anything. Just go with the flow. It's different, yeah. You know? And just go with the flow, bro. I even. Um, like any ministry that I've ever had before, I've never spoken for as long as consistently long as I have during this because it's like it's supposed to be a half an hour. 
So at first, I was just trying to, like, stretch it out and kind of insert things and stuff like that to make it last a half an hour. And now it's it's more or less comfortable where it's like, okay, so now that I know I just need a couple of notes, I mean, literally just something like that where I'll have a couple of words that give me reference to the cat, uh, trajectory of the sermon. But yeah, I I am so glad to have that experience. So I, I learned a new skill in quarantine. I may not... I now, may... did that happen by accident or did you intentionally try to do that? Uh, I think I, I think I just kind of stumbled into it. It was one of those Here's things. Here's what I think happened. I think you had enough te- technical difficulties with the streaming that by the time you had everything ready to go, you were so frazzled that even if you had notes, you couldn't read them and that you just started speaking just to fill the void. That's what I think happened. <laughs> no comment. 